Hi everyone, this is Molly at Jesus Without the Junk. Today's message is entitled Pro-Life or Pro-Choice. Before we get into the main part of the message though, I want to take you back and give you a little bit of history. At 45 years old, I had moved to Wilmington, North Carolina on what I had believed to be a word from God. I was staying with relatives, I was sleeping on a futon at night, and I had ended up with a three-level green-tiered little um, cart that housed all of my anything, any important papers in. That was it. I began to wonder, did I really hear from God? Because I'd even had my car repossessed. I was broke, I was busted, disgusted. If I had been a worm, it would not have measured how defeated I felt. I felt like I was actually crawling in the dust of the earth. I had several little jobs before someone suggested that I go to a temp agency. So I followed through. I went to a temp agency and they got me a 90-day temporary job at LabCorp. I went there and I was hired to file medical claims every day. I would carry my Bible with me because I thought if there is a God and I know there's a God and he is real and I knew that he was real, he is going to have to help me get out of this mess that I found myself in. So I'd take my Bible to stay focused on God. I'd put it on the shelf above me. I'd go into my little cubby and I would file medical claims for eight hours a day. And I'd talk to customers on the phone and I made a game out of how many medical claims I could file, you know, in a day. And how accurately I could do the work. So this went on for 90 days and I was called into the office and I thought, oh my gosh, now what? Well, they offered me a full-time position um, with a salary and with benefits and a car, a car insurance. If I would take the position of going around and picking up um, medical lab work around the city and bringing it back to the facility. And then it would be dispersed from there to their main facility in Charlotte. Yes, absolutely. I thought that I had fallen into a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Hallelujah, Jesus. I mean, you don't know how important that was to me at 45 years old. And what a big confidence boost it was. I'm like, wow. Thank you, God. Training week began. Uh, it, was, it was for two weeks. The first week I would go with my trainer and follow her, mirror her, shadow her, as we went around to all of the facilities so I could get used to it. And then the second week she would go with me and shadow me to make sure I was doing everything I needed to do and do it properly. So mid-morning, first day, first week, we go into one of the facilities and we go in through the back door and people ha are getting up from the lunch table. Some are still there and there was laughter and people were glad to see her and I was introduced. And all of a sudden, my eye caught all these jars going across the back of this uh, wall. They were clear. Something clearly was in them. It looked like gel-like substance, something was suspended in the middle of all this. And I thought, just don't look. Just don't look. Keep your eyes off of it. Don't look. It couldn't be what you think it is. 
So we said our goodbyes, we picked up what we needed to pick up, and all of the lab work, and we walked out the back door. And I said, what were those things in the jars all the way across the back end of the um, kitchen area? She said, Molly, you know what they were. And I, and I just, I asked her because I wanted her to tell me what they were. I said, no, well, I don't know what they were. What were they? Fetuses. They do abortions here. My heart sunk. I thought, I can't do this. I'm not doing this. I can't do this. All of a sudden, I heard this voice that sounded like the biggest voice thundering through my whole being that I had ever heard. I'd heard it once before, but it was the same type of voice. Make a choice. Make a choice. I got into the front seat of the car. I sat down and I thought, I can't do this. I cannot go pick up those abortions. Because you see, I had had five abortions. I had repented and I knew that my sins had been washed away as far as the east is from the west. But I could not do this. We went back to the facility. I went into the area manager's office and I said, is there any other stop that you can trade off my route with someone else? Let me take just one other stop. Can we exchange a stop with one of the other drivers? I'll go anywhere. I'll do anything. I'll drive to Charlotte every day and deliver the bulk of uh, the lab work that needs to be taken to the main facility. I'll do that every day, but I cannot do this one stop. I continued to explain to the area manager that I'd had abortions as well, and I could not do this for a car, for a full-time job, for benefits. I had to start somewhere to stop the insanity in my life. She said, I'll tell you what. Let me get in touch with corporate and let me get back to you. In the meantime, we're going to pull you off the road until they decide you can continue to work here. We'll put you back on medical claims and I'll let you know when I hear something. Several weeks went by. Nothing happened. She said, you can continue. You know, we can at least continue to pay you if you'll just do that. Okay, yes, I'll do that. She called me into her office and told me that corporate had decided that I had to keep the route. They would not exchange the one stop off and that it, it was either this route and this job or it was nothing. That they would have to let me go. And I said, I can't do it. I can't in my heart of hearts do this. So I went home that night and I told my family they're giving me two extra weeks to work and then this job will have ended. And I remember one of my family members saying, oh, God will reward you for standing up for what's right. And I thought, I wasn't looking for a reward. 
I was trying to do what was good and right in the sight of my Father in Heaven who had forgiven me. Now, to the present time. We as followers, if we say we are followers of Christ, are being asked to make a choice in the times in which we live. Is there anyone listening to me who can honestly tell me if Jesus were standing beside you that you would think it was all right to abort a human life? To watch it being sucked out of a woman's womb? Or to actually hear the heartbeat of a baby on an ultrasound knowing that it was alive? And kill it? How about watching its legs move on a camera as it's being sucked out with a vacuum? Can you actually tell me that you espouse to this kind of thinking? Years ago when I repented to God for my abortions, I said, I didn't know. I had no idea that they were living. And the voice who told me to make a choice was the same voice that said, Molly, when is it you think that I put a soul in a human being after they come out of the womb? And that one quarter turn shift in my thinking at that time cut me like a knife because I knew I had murdered five children. Isaiah 59, 19 tells all of us that when the enemy comes in like a flood, God will raise a standard against him. It is time that God's children rise up and stop the ugly, destructive, heinous actions of what is clearly coming from the pit of hell. Satan's greatest fear is that we stand up for the unborn. No matter what. How many more millions of lives are going to be destroyed? John 10.10 10 tells us the thief comes not but to kill, to steal, and destroy. There is no excuse for abortions. If your hearts are pricked to stand up for the cause of the unborn, now is that time. Esther was a young girl who was brought into the kingdom of Persia to help save the annihilation of the Jewish people. We are being asked to stand up Swallow our pride. Lay our lives down. And be a voice. For the unborn children. For those who say Jesus. Who believe in God. Whether Democrat or Republican. But will not stand up. And lay down their agenda. 
to appoint a pro-life president or a pro-life justice for that matter, you will have to answer and kneel before Christ for what you've done, just like I've had to do all these years. Those whose reprobate minds and hearts have already been taken by Satan will see justice and truth one day. Speak out wherever you are. Be the change for good. This nation is being trampled on by the enemy of our souls. But we have been given a pro-life president who has gone into the lair of the enemy and he is lashing out against it every time he says the name of Jesus, every time he says, pray for me, every time he has people pray for him on national television, he is infuriated that this is being allowed to happen. Now, it doesn't matter whether or not you like Donald Trump. And for all of those of you who are pointing fingers at him and cursing him and calling out his sins, you need to grab that finger, just like God put on my heart years ago, as I would always point at others, blaming them for my lot in life and a, a voice and I felt like an invisible hand grabbed that finger and grabbed it and pointed it back at me and said, Molly, they're not your problem. You are your problem. It's time we all look in our own backyards. Stop casting stones at Donald Trump and look at your own life because you will have to kneel before the Lord to answer for what you've done. Look at the black and white figures of what is placed before you for Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Look at what Donald Trump has accomplished in a little over three and a half years as opposed to what Joe Biden did or didn't do in 47. There is a stark contrast. And God has granted us a reprieve from the evil that would consume America through Donald Trump. We have not seen any destruction compared to what will occur if we allow Joe Biden to be elected as president. Frankly, he's not up to this task. Everyone knows it. And it is a travesty against humankind to prop this man up. Shame on those Democrats who are doing this. Shame on his wife. I have prayed for her. God, please, open her eyes. She knows her husband can't do this. She lives with him 24 hours a day. She knows he's not well and up to this task. I prayed that God would allow him to retire from public life with any respect and dignity he had left. And now, because of pride, look what's happening. 
corruption is being uncovered that is taking place through his family that didn't need to occur. God gave him a choice. God's giving us a choice. Stand up and be counted at this time in our history. This all began when we allowed God to be taken out of public schools. Because then it started coming out of the family life at home. They weren't getting God anywhere. Schools, home, Roe versus Wade. God help us all. The family unit fell apart. It was passe to like follow Jesus and God. But God's always been faithful. You can see it from the Jesus movement that took place in the late uh, 1970s, 80s. God's always faithful to give us another opportunity. And God, by his grace, has raised up Donald Trump to give us another opportunity to repent as a nation for what we've done. To turn this nation back to God. Before we are totally left. To our reprobate minds. And the seeds of sin. That we have sown. My prayer is God. Save us. Stand up. For pro-life. One voice. Can make a difference. This is Molly at Jesus Without the Junk. Getting really real so you can get what you need. God bless you, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.